Good morning, everybody. It actually is morning this time. So I keep introducing us in the afternoon with morning, and it's not quite morning, but now it is. Arminda, you're up now. Hey, I'm just sending a WhatsApp message. <laughs> yeah, I can see you are. <laughs> I've just zoned out. Completely. Sorry, we're not doing anything important. You go ahead. You go ahead. We're not just streaming live oh, to the internet. So we hear do... your machine gun keyboard as well. It's like you can't even subtly WhatsApp. I know. Keyboard... It's, a, it's a razor. Oh, it's a gaming keyboard, is it? It's a, yeah, gaming gaming keyboard. For uh, gamers. It's, it's 10 times better than the Mac keyboard. Although apparently they fixed the Mac keyboard on the brand new Mac that's come out, apparently. Oh, well, there we go. You need to spend another one and a half thousand pounds or whatever it is. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, here we are. Week nine of the BBO show. Thank you for sticking with us for so long. I can't believe it's been over two months now. We're now in June. So I know, very we're, exciting. We're... Episode number 39 today. So we're going to hit episode or show number 40. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of episodes when you consider it, it could take a year to generate that much episode. So mm. that's, that's uh, great. And again, like Carl said, thanks for tuning in. And hopefully everything we've been sharing with you has been super useful, which is what, what will be the focus of this week as well and a little update because we are now slowly in the uk coming out of covid19 coronavirus and the the way working uh, shops are open and and businesses are starting to come back online the way that's shifting we're now moving the show time from 12 p.m which actually suited us great <laughs> and the focus was was on us here suited us great in terms of lockdown because it's a nice slow morning handle the show any kind of work commitments can be handled after and then personal lives now because businesses are back up and running and our businesses is starting to start and start the motion again we're now moving the show to 9 a.m so if you're tuning in on to the BBO show and wondering when it will be live. It will be now live 9 a.m. every day, Monday to Friday. So that's just a little update. Now let's talk about the useful thing that we're going to be sharing this week, which is getting yourself started with email marketing. And a little blur before we dive into that, email marketing probably has been a phrase, Carl, that's been Nope, just discussed for so long. Like it's like when the age of digital marketing started or online business started, email marketing was the the way, the way to get customers. That's a bit of, you know, when I grew up and thought, okay, emails coming into my inbox and these are sales emails and I opened every single one up and it was just a, a different time, but they st- they stuck around. They're still what, here. What an interesting kid you were. <laughs> Ooh, exciting sales emails. Sales emails. Now I know what they were. Back then it was like, oh, exciting. What is this brand new thing that this person's sharing with me? Oh, and I can purchase it as well. Mum, dad, look at this. Can I buy this? And that was um that was the norm. But now, but it wasn't it wasn't a fad. You know, email marketing has stuck around for a very long time but it's still not truly understood by everybody. Yeah. So I think we should first start off by kind of talking about what email marketing is, because there will be some people sitting at home thinking like you are, well, that's just emails that sell you stuff, right? That's really basic. Why do you need to spend a whole week on this? I just write an email. I put in my email what I'm selling, and then I send it out to a bunch of people, and some of them will buy it. Yeah, that is a form of email marketing, or that's a form of email selling, 
more specifically. We're going to be talking more um, around the issues of uh, email marketing and helping you to set up a system. Absolutely. So I guess it. I guess when we ask the question, what is email marketing? It may sound like a silly question, which is why I try to frame this up as email marketing and, and sending a sales email to somebody's inbox is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it's nothing new, but what's the point of us spending a whole week talking about email marketing? Well, if you have ever tried it and you thought it was as easy as sending an email to someone, they opened it and 100% of people opened it and 100% of people purchased whatever you were sending as part of that email sale, then yeah, absolutely, it's a no-brainer. But it's a lot more intricate and nuanced to that. Um, so that's that's why fundamentally we're sharing this information with you this week. Yeah, the long and short of it is that just using email for sales, purely for sales, doesn't work anymore. Um, there's a couple of reasons why, but a big one is that people like Gmail, um, so Gmail, which is owned by Google and is arguably one of the largest email providers in the world, they want to protect their users. They want to make sure the people who are receiving um, emails through Gmail have a high quality experience and then they'll stay with Gmail. As part of this, what they've started to do is filter emails based on their quality, um, based on how much they think the inbox owner, the Google's user, wants to actually read that email. So you've probably seen this in Gmail. You have um, things like uh, notifications, you have a promotions tab, you obviously have spam, uh, email providers now automatically filter everything into their right spaces, which makes it harder for us to sell to people. Yeah. And they've got an inbox. You've now got a social tab as well. There's a Mm. promotions tab. And then the final one is the spam and spam doesn't have its tab. It has its own little folder, which, which you you don't even get a tab. You're gone. You don't even get a tab. So how do they do this? Well, essentially they want to ensure that people stay with their platform like Carl mentioned. So yeah. what they're doing is they're ranking your email based on quality. And depending on what quality your email produces will depend on what tab you drop into. You don't want to be in the spam. You want to not be in the promotions. Social doesn't apply. That's for social notifications. You want to be in somebody's inbox. So Carl, what's uh, some notes on how they verify quality? whole bunch of different ways but they have very sophisticated algorithms which are looking at things like open rates how many people open that email what percentage let's say you send it to 100,000 people and only three people open it that's a bit of a red flag in in terms of what Google are looking for then click rates how many people inside the email click on a link to go somewhere um, how many people report it as spam how many people delete the email instead of archiving it? When people actually delete it, that's a red flag for Google. And then they're also looking for certain spammy words um, within the the text and within the headline. So there's, there's a few different things. Um, but the main thing is they now know how to how to filter for quality. And we need to be very aware of that. Absolutely. So how can we get around this and actually end up in somebody's inbox and move from spam slash promotions into somebody's inbox? Mm. Well, it's fundamentally based on what we always talk about in the BBO show, which is provide value first. So if you feel as if you're the quality of your emails are low and you're ending up in somebody's promotions, you're ending up in, and you can just test this by sending this to a friend, you're ending up in somebody's promotions or spam and this happens then it doesn't matter, genuinely it does not matter how many emails you send. You could have the best email, which we're gonna go on to this this week. You could have the best email copy. You could have 
a massive database of emails, hundreds of thousands of emails in your list, you're not going to make any sales because you're not going to get to the right place, which is somebody's inbox. Mm -hmm. And very few people will scroll through the promotions tab looking for a sale or promotion unless they're trying to find that trusted email and move it to their inbox because Gmail can um, put the wrong emails in the wrong places as well. So we can become a victim to this as part of our business emails. So how do we overcome it? We go value first. So what does that mean, Kyle? Sure. So this is something we preach in our Baton system as a whole. Mm. Remember, Baton is business, audience, tribe, offer, network. We start in business. We start by fundamentally answering the question, what value is it that we are producing for the marketplace? What problems are we solving for the people out there? And why why on earth should they care about what we do? Um, it's all about value. So this follows through into our email marketing as well. We need to send emails that are genuinely valuable. If we're just sending people a sales email saying, hey, buy stuff now, who's that valuable for? That's valuable for us, the business owner. That's not necessarily valuable for the person receiving that email. Um, they are not going to find it valuable. It's just sales copy. Um, and Google are going to penalize us for that. So thankfully, everything we're going to be teaching this week is aligned um, with what we teach already. It's about producing and providing value to people in our marketplace we're just going to be doing that with email mm. and just a note there you know we do talk about this this is one of our core philosophies within the bbo show building businesses online show and essentially what we want to do is help people solve their problems that's that's it in a nutshell how do we produce value we help people solve their problems and if we can do that and we can create value value we create a sustainable business if you look at the narrow thing we're talking about, which is email marketing, we can then create a sustainable email marketing campaign. And that's a, a phrase, but we'll cover that over, over the course of this week. But we can create a sustainable email marketing campaign that lands in people's inboxes, that has a steady flow of customers, steady flow of people clicking through, opening it, reading it. And that's the aim. That's the aim here. So within everything we do, it's value first. Mm -hmm. And it's almost now taking out of our hands in regards to look we may be direct marketers we may be um hardcore sellers in terms of yeah we love our product and we're going to sell it but technically gmail has now taken that out of our hands because and other services we just phrase gmail because you know i personally use it car personally uses it we use it within our business so they have technically taken it out of our hands with the in inbox promotions tab social tab spam uh, folder Spam folder always existed, but now this promotions tab has very much created a bit of a burden, but a competitive edge for some marketers. So see it as an opportunity. Don't see it as too much of a, oh, well, there's a promotions tab, so I may as well give up on it. That leads us on to the next question, which is why is email marketing important? Yeah, I think it's important. We are just now telling you, okay, you're going to have to do a bit more work. You can't just send people sales emails. So there will be some people maybe listening, thinking, oh, okay, why, what's the point then? Um, if I need to jump through all these hoops, if I need to do these things for Google, if people aren't going to buy from me directly, then what's the point? Um, mm -hmm. So it is worth us touching on why email marketing is so powerful, why it's so important, why we should still be um, committing time and resources to developing an email marketing system. Okay, so we have four main reasons to ju just try and make it understandable because you may be listening to this and you have run email marketing campaigns before. You maybe listen to this and 
know about it theoretically, but never run them. Or you may be listening to this and this is the first time you're really starting and trying to understand email marketing for your new business, or you're starting taking offline campaigns, i.e. newspaper adverts online and uh, leveraging something like email marketing. So why is it important? So we're focusing on four main reasons. So I'll kick off with the first one, and I guess me and Carl will take it in turns to share some of these reasons. So the first one is, you know, it's a direct channel. I mentioned uh, newspaper ads, leafleting is another option, but when it comes to direct channel, what we want to compare this with online is something another way in which we can get to the customer, which is social media. Now, social media is not a direct channel. It's a, we send an advert or a message out there and we may or may not appear in somebody's newsfeed. Whereas the email inbox is an inbox, which is private to that person. So there is a level of focus associated with this. And if you think about the way somebody absorbs email, once they open the emails, they're reading one email at a time. Now they may be skimming it, they may be speed reading it, they may be reading it in detail, but what they are doing is reading one item at a time versus the news feed where they're just, they're swiping. You know, emails don't have that level of unfocused attention. So it is a great direct channel. So that's the first main reason. Sure. The second main reason is regularity. People check their emails like clockwork. Maybe not me so much, but a lot of people do. The According to the Harvard Business Review, um, the average person checks their email uh, 15 times per day, which is once every 37 minutes. That's during work hours. So I think it's actually a lot more often um, over the whole of the day. They were just looking at nine to five. But that's still every 37 minutes, somebody is in their inbox checking what are the new updates. I can't think of any other marketing channel that is quite that consistent. So regularity is is really important here. Fantastic. And then the next one in terms of why is email marketing important? Why is it powerful? Is because of the reach it enables us. You must think about emails being very personal to somebody. And in that breath, it means every single person or most people have an email address. Think about it in two levels. If you're applying for a job nowadays, you're going to need an email associated with how do they contact you? Because a telephone number is just not enough. They've got to send you confirmation documents. If you think about it even more fundamentally in regards to um, social media, to have a Facebook account, you need an email address. And what this means is the internet, i.e. a company like Facebook, Google, um, LinkedIn, whatever social media platform, checks that you are a human being, a real human being, through the fact that you have an email address. So that's incre incredibly powerful. So what we mean by reach, when I say reach, is everybody has an email address, or we're assuming that most of our customers have an email address, even more so than they will have a Facebook account, and that's incredibly powerful. So from a practical point of view, once we have access to this email address, or we and we'll teach you how to do that over the course of this week, it becomes very cheap and easy for us to actually speak to these people and contact these people. Go back to the example I gave you, somebody's uh, a, a company who's a recruiter and they wanna contact people, what's cheaper for them? To send them an email or a letter or call them up. An email is extremely cheap. Apart from the software they will use, it's basically free. And if you look at it, step back, if they're using it manually, they can just go onto their email and send a free 
message. So that's extremely powerful. So reach is an important factor. Sure. So the fourth and final reason why email marketing is so powerful is kind of a combination of the rest of them, but it is the value of each email. There's a rule of thumb um, online digital marketing and online business that an email is a worth uh, a customer's email is worth about one dollar per month per subscriber on your list now we'll talk about what a list is later but basically is your list of email subscribers which might be a thousand it might be ten thousand however many people you have so one dollar per month per person on the list um this will depend on your business niche some business niches uh, each subscriber is worth more, some are worth less, but it average, uh, averages out around $1. This means if you have a list of about 30,000 emails and you are using it properly, going through the systematic approach that we're talking about this week, you should be able to generate revenue of about $30,000 per month from this list of 30,000 people. This is a rule of thumb, um, but this is generally accepted. A an email is a very valuable uh, asset when you are building your business online. Absolutely. Now the, we mentioned four, I'm just going to throw a bonus one in there, which was within the notes, but I think it could be extracted as well, which is think of email as, um, the ability to scale your marketing mm. because back in the day, I want to say back in the day still occurs. You could think about businesses spending money on flyers, catalogs, leaflets, but let's think about flyers. If they wanted to reach 5,000 people, they would have to bulk buy 5,000 leaflets, get those distributed. Now, that's not really scalable when your emails or your people live all across the world or all across a certain country, different towns. So in regards to scale, what email allows us to do is speak to 100 people, 1,000 people, 5,000 people, or 100,000 people plus, regardless of where they live all from your email software sitting here. And it's completely free bar the cost of the software. So in terms of scale, we can speak to lots and lots of people versus traditional methods, and we can speak to them regularly. So that's that's another important factor. So we could talk about lots and lots of positives around email marketing, because we see lots of benefits within our business and for clients, but those are the four plus that bonus reason why email marketing is important even now. But Carl, on that note, there's a lot of discussion and some business owners may have read if they're following any kind of marketers that email marketing may be dead. What's, what is it being replaced by? Is there something else we should be aware of? Sure. So we already alluded to this. Um, when we used to get emails, we, it would be an exciting thing. Maybe on AOL, that'd be the, you've got mail and you'd actually rush to your computer. Like, oh, somebody sent me an email. That's not the case anymore. People receive a lot of emails every single day. Uh, the estimates are around 150 emails per day. I think it's probably higher. I think um, it's higher. I get more than that. Yeah. I, I saw the estimates. Like, mm, that doesn't seem right. That might be 115 inbox. Uh, but then there are others in, you know, as we've talked about the promotions and notification tabs. Um, it doesn't really matter though. It doesn't matter if it's higher or lower. It's a lot of emails. It's too much information for somebody to consume, even if they are checking 20 times a day or whatever that figure is. More emails basically means less attention per email. Um, we especially in the promotions tab, we'll often just mass delete or we'll just ignore. Um, and you might see, you know, in your email software you have 20,000 emails that haven't been read and you're not going to go back and read them all you'll just instead delete them or archive them all this is why gmail have introduced things like tabs 
they've introduced promotional notifications, important uh, other categories so that people get their emails pre-filtered to allow them to deal with this massive data influx, this massive amount of information that's been thrown at them. Um, because of this, we have less attention, uh, we have less communication with our potential customers, and therefore we have less sales. This has all made email marketing a bit tougher. Um, and as a result of this, as Harminder says, if you've been following any um, online business or marketing blogs, um, then you would have seen text message marketing or SMS marketing being touted as the next big thing. This is going to be the way that we contact our customers directly. And now think about this. This does make sense logically. When you receive an email, do you always read it? No. 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 No way. Because there are too many. There's too many emails. When you receive a text message, though, it's still special and you tend to read it. Um, Text messages read open rate and read rate is almost 100% um, because it's just not as busy. There are not as many people vying for attention in our text inbox. It's not even called that. I don't know our received messages uh, area. We don't see. We don't even have a word for it yet. Absolutely. Um, and because of this, a lot of companies are moving towards SMS or text messaging based marketing. Um, we will probably do a whole week on this later because it is an important new trend. It's an important movement. Um, but what I want to say is that the principles of email marketing basically apply to text message marketing. The ideas behind email marketing that we're going to be covering this week about value delivery, about bringing people into, into our list and then delivering value to them. We, that is exactly the same whether you are doing email marketing or you are doing text message marketing. The only difference here is the delivery mechanism. And if we want to go like a bit further back, when people used to send uh, physical letters, sales letters to people, again, there was a similar kind of mechanism of getting their address and then starting to send them letters and warming them up and then making a sale. It's exactly the same um, system whether you are doing physical letters, whether you are doing email, whether you are doing text message, these are just different delivery devices. Um, so while text messaging marketing is very important and it's exciting, um, anything you learn this week will be directly applicable to the text message marketing week, which we'll probably do at a later date. Great. So now let's uh, refocus back on introducing you to the email marketing system. So the system introduction and what we're going to be covering throughout the week and for the rest of today's show. Now, the rest of today's show is going to be a introduction to the elements that we're going to speak be speaking about this week. So we're just going to introduce the topic or the yep. system or the process. And this then as we uh, spend time on that, we're going to narrow down within that specific day, just as we always do within the BBO show. So it's a big picture, a big snapshot. And it's an essential day because then you're going to start to see how the map looks like. What does a system look like? What does a process look like? And then we can fill in the gaps and deep dive on each of those topics. If you joined us last week, we did exactly the same thing with building a sales landing page. We introduced the principle and then we started to deep dive onto different elements of what makes up a fantastic sales landing page that actually converts. So we're going to be talking about that this week. One thing we're going to not be talking about is solely focusing the whole week on sending sales emails. That's not what we're going to be focusing on. Hopefully you've got that 
understanding already. Email marketing has changed, people's inbox has changed, and we have to be valuable first and provide value first before we can even think about sending a sales message. And this will all make sense as we cover today and go through the week. So instead of focusing on what makes a, the best sales email, instead we're gonna be focusing on building an email marketing system for your business so that you have this step-by-step -step approach and process that you can use whenever you launch a new campaign. Now the word campaign we'll discuss in more detail, but that's what we want to leave you with, a system which, is which you can repeat again and again and again until we update you on the BBO show. Now when there is time for updates on anything we talk about or you want to know if this show is the latest thing to be working on or building for your business, the best place to have that conversation with us is in the Slack group. And that is a link in the description below. And that group is free. And that's a good place to ask me and Carl any questions you have on this particular week where we're talking about building an email marketing system for your business. So that's important. So what we're going to be doing this week, Kyle, is talking about a handful of areas and a process in which the marketing system should be built off. So just over to you just to introduce that for us, please. Sure. So we are going to be talking about a marketing system, not a sales system. Very important. Mm. Specifically, we're going to be using email marketing to capture leads. Leads are people who will become our customers later. We are then going to nurture these leads. We're going to warm them up we're going to get them to know like and trust us then we are going to continue this process by providing them with value for a period of time we're going to qualify our leads and then we're going to bring them to an offer we're going to make a sale later in the week so they are to be able to do that um that's carl introducing what what we're going to be teaching and sharing with you and in order for you to achieve those goals essentially there's four elements off that make up a great email marketing system that we're going to share with you and then start to deep dive. I'm going to start to introduce them today. So those four elements, and this is where if you've got a notepad and pen, these are the four elements to start mapping out. By the end of the show, I will draw up a diagram in order for you to see the sequence and the approach that we're going to be nailing by Friday. So number one is we're going to be talking about a lead capture page. Number two is a lead magnet. What is a lead magnet? Number three is nurture emails and why they are critical to all the success that we're talking about as part of our email marketing system. And then finally, the sales email. So the sales email now, you should be thinking, oh, hang on a minute. These guys are putting this email right at the end. This is what I was doing first. So we get that. We appreciate that. But there's three steps that come bef before the sales email and Carl described what those steps are. Now, on that note, Carl, let's now dive into the first one, which is the lead capture page. Sure. So the lead capture page is where it's all going to start. Again, briefly, a lead is a, a, a person who has interacted with our business and they are a potential customer further down the line. We call them a sales lead or a marketing lead, um, but they are not a purchaser yet. So in this particular instance, they are somebody who's come to our website. They are a website visitor. They've landed on a particular web page um, which asks for their email address. This is what a lead capture page is. When we say lead capture, 
it's like grabbing the details of that lead of that person so that they can enter our marketing system. Obviously, we need to be more subtle. Um, we use the word capture in marketing, but we're going to make it um, a much more inviting, a much more uh, a pleasing thing for somebody to join our marketing system. It's not all about us. Let's remember that. Yeah. So you've probably seen these all over the internet, um, although you wouldn't have necessarily known the name for them. They are pages on websites, pretty much all big blogs and websites will have them now. Um, these are pages where you will be asked for your email address. Um, nowadays, we need to give the visitor a really good reason for giving, giving us their email address, um, because remember, email is like the currency of the internet. By giving us their email, a visitor knows that we're going to start sending them uh, marketing emails. People know this. Um, and they already have so many emails. So why on earth would they want any more emails from us? Why would they want our newsletters? So for them to give us their email address, we need to uh, make that an enticing, uh, make that an enticing prospect for them. Mm, absolutely. So in order to make an enticing prospect for them, we can then open up the next conversation because one thing is, hey, give us your email address for a newsletter. But like Carl said, they must have a million newsletters that they're subscribed to as part of their inbox. And the reality is most people don't even read the economist subscription that they're subscribed to, never mind the million or the 10 exaggeration, 10, 20 newsletters they are subscribed to within the inbox. So how can we entice them? What gift can we give them in order to capture their email address in terms of a creating a fair exchange? Because like Carl said, that email address is valuable. It's a currency. So in exchange for that currency, which is their email address, what can we give them of similar or perceived similar value at a time? Now this talks about the next component or the next element, which makes up a great email marketing system, which is a lead magnet. And a lead magnet does exactly what it says on the tin. It attracts leads. How does it do that? So the best way to think about this is if you've ever read an article on a website and it says, if you would like the PDF download of this article, or if you would like a top 10 checklist, so the article could be a uh, 20 paragraph item, but your PDF download could be a 10 step checklist. So it's an easy reference guide for them, or even a short ebook. It could be a five to seven page ebook. Now, if you've ever experienced that, what you would have found is in order to get hold of that ebook or um, checklist or quick guide or whatever it is that they they are presenting to you, you would have to give them your email address in exchange. So what they'll say is, here's a gift. I'm going to hand you this gift, but in exchange for this gift, I would like your email address, please. So think of lead magnets like that. Now, that is a lead magnet. So the website owner could give you... Um, for example, a PDF in exchange for your email, that's very doable. Um, but no, sorry, let me take a step back there. The website owner or you as the business owner could go ahead and actually give away this PDF for free. You could give away eBooks for free. Technically that's all doable, but a business owner can at this stage think of this as a fair exchange because this particular eBook or gift took some work to produce. It saves the person time. So in exchange for that gift, we then capture their email address. Is there anything else we want to think about, Carl, within the lead magnet 
component, which will be which will be deep diving this week. So I think the main thing is that the lead magnet is, as you say, an exchange of value. Um, for somebody to hand over their email nowadays is quite a big ask. We think of it as free because they're not paying us anything, but it's not really free. What they are giving us is access to them. They're giving us the ability to send them emails, which is going to take up their time later because they'll have to look at our email. Um, so there is an exchange of value here. So we need a lead magnet that is valuable. It's no longer enough just to say, hey, join my newsletter because my newsletter is really good. That doesn't work anymore. That's a very old fashioned way to do it. Now that people receive 150 emails a day or however many it is, they don't need another newsletter. So you, we need to be a bit smarter about this. Absolutely. Now let's assume that somebody has exchanged this. They've given you their their currency, which is an email address, and you've they've received a gift from you. Fantastic. Now you have this email as part of your database. You have this email that you have to protect and look after. And the best way to look after this is not to skip this step. And this step is in critical, which is nurturing, uh, nurturing that potential customer or that email address or the person behind that email address. The alternative to skipping this step is by selling to them directly, sending them a direct sales email. So think of this, they've just exchanged for the gift and the next email they receive in their inbox is something which is a direct sale. Now, in the world of how much emails people get and how busy people are and how often they're advertised to, this may turn them off. Alternatively, as we've discussed in the introduction to this, because of your email is of low quality, you may not even hit their inbox period. You may just end up in the promotions tab. So what does it mean when we talk about nurturing email? What does this actually mean? So mm -hmm. in sales and marketing, we often talk about a lead as being cold or a lead as being warm, and then a lead as being hot. So they get cold, warm, hot. A hot lead is someone who's excited about you, they know you, and they're just ready to buy. And the other side of that, a cold lead is someone who's a long, long way away from purchasing. They are cold. You know, it's in the name, but that's a bit of a description behind it. Now, the alternative to this is maybe they were hot once, but we never came into contact with them after we um, grabbed hold of their email address with this exchange of the lead magnet. Now, what that means is they would have cooled off over time. Think of taking a coal out of a barbecue. The coal is hot and it sits on the side and over time it cools off to the point where they are just cold, period. So what, Kyle, does nurturing allow us to do between this cold and this hot place in which customers typically can live? Sure. So nurturing is really about warming up leads, uh, whether they are brand new leads that have no reason to be warm, or as you just say, they are leads that used to be hot and they've cooled down. So these are cold leads and nurturing is all about getting them from cold to warm to hot. Now let's imagine somebody just found out about your business. They've read a blog article, they watched a video on YouTube, um, they came over to your website, they saw you're giving away a free PDF about the, um, the subject you've just been talking about. They're like, yeah, that's cool, great, cool. They give you their email address to receive this PDF. Um, they receive it in their inbox, fantastic, they're happy. But then the next email they receive is, hey, buy now, 50% off. Um, 12 hours left, flash sale. That's the first or the next message they receive from you. Now, like, 
if somebody did this to you in real life as well, that'd be annoying too. They're like, here's a free gift. Um, we should be friends. And then they're immediately like, oh no, now you should pay me something. <laughs> mm. Not not for the gift, but for like the next stage. It's just, yeah. it's a bit jarring. Um, we are still in the process of warming up this lead. So to jump straight in with the sale is, is a waste at this point. Um, so they're not hot enough to buy. It's, it's, they're not going to react well to being sold to immediately because they've just met you. Um, if anything, it's just going to annoy them. They'll probably delete the email um, or they just won't interact with it. And that means when that same email is sent to other people later, and we're going to be talking about how emails are sent, when that same email is sent to other people later, it will not get into their inbox. That same sales email will go into promotions. And if it's really bad, it will go into spam. Yeah. So think about this as a way to prove to the email providers that you are the real deal. Your emails are quality from the get-go. You're proving yourself to these technologies from the get-go. So let's think about rather than hit them with a direct sale like that, i.e. being your first email, your first email should instead be just a bit chill. Like think of yourself as just entering their inbox and rather than saying bye, 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 you should be saying hi, hi, and hi in terms of I'm introducing myself, this is who I am, you may find this really valuable, you know, you gave me your email because of this particular interest, now I want to continue to serve that interest by providing you more value within this specific space. And that's the key here, we provide value first. So the sooner you can provide value, and if you chat to me and Kyle about um, revamping your email marketing, the first thing we would say is the first email should be the highest valuable, highest value email on that spectrum of what you're going to send them. That first one must be incredibly valuable or it should be letting them know who you are and that you're going to be sharing with them some extremely valuable pieces of content. And we're going to dive into this. Now, what's another way to think about this, Kyle? So these are really emails that allow us to build our relationship with the person receiving our emails. Um, we want them to know, like, and trust us. So we use these nurture emails to um, to deliver this value, to over-deliver in many cases, and to start to build up that trust, build up that relationship. And then once the lead is sufficiently warmed up, then we can move on to the next stage, the fourth component of the system. And the fourth component of the system is the sales email. Finally, we can actually sell something um, in terms of a product or service that we have. That's that's where we want to get to as a business. So what we're not saying is the sales emails are not important. They're critical, but we want to treat them with respect and we want to ensure that we actually make sales. So if anything, we're we're putting we're saving the best for last within your email marketing campaign rather than putting this all the way up front turning people off um maybe going from people's inbox to their promotion tab or even worse getting flagged because people delete it or report it as spam that's not what we want so what we want to do is present this sales email right at the end after we have built this relationship and trust with somebody within their email inbox that's key so what we're saying here is when the lead is sufficiently warmed up and they're getting hot remember cold they're getting hotter and hotter and hotter the nurturing emails are getting them warmer 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 now we can transition them into the sale so that's where we now present them with the sales email and again we'll dive into this but 
data, et cetera, and certain campaign metrics can help, you know, uncover when somebody is best ready to receive a sales email. Are they nurtured enough? Are they warm enough? But again, that's going to be as part of a bit of a discussion within this week. So ultimately, look, they now know us. They know they now like us. They now trust us. That old classic uh, catchphrase, they know, like, and trust you. And now they are comfortable in regards to wanting to purchase something. They know you have something of value. You've remained in their inbox. And now is the key time. Great. And as you said, yes, this is at the end of the system. This is the final step. So it seems like we're doing a lot of work beforehand. But remember, this is the final outcome still. Um, We are still showing you how to build a business online. It's not just about being a nice guy and sending out emails and getting people to like you. The end result, the end of this process is making these sales. So yes, it comes last, but there's a reason for that is because it's going to make it a lot more effective and it's going to help you build your business online a lot faster. Absolutely. So what I'm doing now is in the background, I'm drawing up the diagram to help make these stages um, more understandable to see what exactly is the marketing system? What are the components that fit into this marketing system? So I'm going to hand over to you, Carl, to start describing it. And I'm almost done with the diagram. I've been stretching it in and out of this discussion. So we've already covered the the main four points. Um, It's just having a diagram makes it a lot easier for you to follow along. This is from the point of view of a potential customer. So first thing is they come to our lead capture page. This is on our website. It is a page which asks for their email. Before we can get their email, we also need to have a lead magnet. So from their point of view, they land on the landing page Um, So they land on the lead capture page um, and they see on the lead capture page a lead magnet, which they will give us an email for. So that's one, two. They receive their lead magnet and um, they hopefully consume the lead magnet. We're going to be talking about that shortly. And then uh, the third step, they begin to receive our nurture emails. The nurture emails will start to warm them up and we're going to be talking over this week about how many emails, what the email should contain, uh, what makes a great uh, nurture campaign, etc, etc, until they get to stage four, which is starting to receive our sales emails. I think we might have a diagram. We've got a diagram. We do. Nice and simple, uh, illustrative diagram. And let's let's now, we're giving them a snapshot. So Carl, I'll hold this up and, and I'll point as you guide them through this again. Sure. So this, let's call this visitor Jim. So Jim comes to our landing page. Um, our landing page is there. That is the lead capture page. Sorry, the interchangeable words. I will say lead capture because it's uh, more clear. So they come to our lead capture page where they are presented with the lead to magnet, which is a present. And as you can see on this diagram, there's a nice bow. It's wrapped up nicely. This will probably be a PDF or some kind of digital delivery uh, that we will be sent to them. They like the look of our landing page and our um, and our lead magnet and they're like yep okay sounds good they give us their email they then receive a series of nurture emails that's this step here step three um which will build up our authority and trust in us and our business so here's an interesting point carl before you move on to the final one which is um something which we haven't really mentioned is they will actually receive a series of nurture emails Mm -hmm. So we we did allude to it when we said that we're going to say hi, hi, hi. 
and we're going to provide value, value, value. But that actually means in real terms that there's going to be a more than one emails that they receive in their inbox in order to nurture them, build a relationship over time. That's important. So you can't, we wouldn't recommend one nurture email. That's why we draw in a sequence here or, or a group of them. Sure. We'll talk about this in a moment about the idea of campaigns. We send a series of emails because one email is never going to be enough uh, for any particular objective. So after our nurture emails, they will move on to our sales emails. Um, here we've got one email, but again, this might be a few emails all pushing them towards a sale. Uh, it could be a sales campaign. So this diagram shows us chronologically how a single person, Jim, in this instance, will move through our system. Mm. Now, the next thing we need to describe, because when we're talking to clients about this a lot, uh, this, this issue comes up. When we as individuals send emails, we are sending one email at a time. We have to go to our email software and you type out the email and press send. That is not going to be happening with our marketing system. Um, we are going to be building a repeatable process. It's a system. Once the system has been built, it's going to be automatic, regardless of when somebody signs up for the email. And that is really important. So let's say Jim came along and he entered this system back in March. Um, he landed it on the lead capture page. He received his uh, lead magnet and his nurture emails in March into April, let's say. And then he started to receive his sales emails at the end of April, beginning of May. Now, let's say Mary, uh, a new person, signed up just yesterday. So she landed on our lead capture page yesterday. She received our lead magnet yesterday and she received maybe the first email, uh, nurture email today. Now she is going to go on to receive all of the emails in the campaign um, one at a time in the sequence we have set out beforehand. And then we might have another person, uh, I don't know, Quentin, a third person, he hasn't signed up yet. He's going to sign up in three months time. It doesn't matter when somebody signs up to this system, they're going to receive everything automatically. They're going to receive this campaign of emails, these nurture emails and these sales emails without us as the business owner having to do anything manually. We are not sitting down at our computer each morning and saying, oh gosh, Mary signed up. I better send her my nurture emails. We do not need to do that. Instead, we are going to write the email campaigns once, and then we're going to load them up into a piece of software, which will automatically send them uh, based on the time when somebody signs up. So this is very important. There's no manual email sending. I know you send emails manually in your day-to-day -day life. That's not how it's going to be done here. This is all automatic. Absolutely. So just as a final summary on that point, because it's critical to understand, which is this part of the diagram we write once. That is known as a campaign. It's a sequence of emails which have a purpose. This purpose may, in this, for example, is to make a sale. So that's the campaign. It does not matter when Jim, Mary or Quinton give us their email they're going to receive this campaign as if it was their day one, as if it was their Monday or their Tuesday. And that could happen at any point as long as we've got this campaign linked up to the system, linked up to this particular uh, lead capture page, and that's how it works. So you don't have to necessarily think, oh my goodness, what if I have 100 people and they all start to give me emails on different days? It doesn't matter, it's all automated. If you think about one of the key 
benefits as well but one of the main reasons email marketing is important is it allows us scale again we could have added lots of other things in here which says it allows us automation automation is something which is very difficult to do when it comes to leaflets or newspaper ads so that's the key here so think of it like that and if we was to draw a diagram out it would say it, it would have different names on and they would receive email number one at the day in which we set after they give us our email address so that's important so hopefully that makes sense and hopefully that's given you a bit of taking a bit of weight off your shoulders because there's tools and systems out there which we'll discuss in the week which allow you to automate this yeah. now carl let's talk about this week because although we presented this flow which is um we we've spoken about how today chronologically in which a customer will go through the journey which is one they sign up they give us their email address as part of the lead capture page they then receive their lead magnet i.e their gift they then start to receive the nurturing campaign and then finally to close off the whole system they receive the sales email but this week we're going to be sharing the information slightly differently yeah we need to go out of order and there's a reason for this um that is a chronological process um but it means to design your lead capture page you need to know what your lead magnet is you cannot design your lead capture page without knowing your lead magnet is you can't decide what your lead magnet is until you know what you're selling at the end you need to know the final sale so we we actually need to go out of order so we're building the later elements of the system first and then we're working backwards so we're starting with the end in mind um, and then working backwards and building the system out in that way today we looked at the chronological steps how somebody how a visitor experiences your system but we're going to build it backwards so that we know uh, what value we're offering at each stage so we know how we progress people through the system mm, absolutely uh, so you'll have to trust us a little bit with the order um we've, i've been trying to work out the best way to to, to to structure the learning um and it's definitely not chronological so instead mm. what we're going to do is tuesday that's tomorrow tuesday we're going to cover the nurture emails these are the emails that help to warm up a lead um, where we're going to get them to know, like, and trust us. We're going to build that authority, and then we're moving them towards the sales. So that's Tuesday. Tuesday is nurture emails. Wednesday is going to be where we cover the sales emails. Now, the sales emails are at the end of the system, but we're going to be covering them on Wednesday. Um, so we're going to be talking about how you structure a sales campaign, um, we know that the leads are already warmed up by a nurture campaign, so it's about bringing them the offer and bringing them to the close. That will be Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to jump back to uh, earlier on in the system, and we're going to be talking about the lead magnet. This is the gift. This is the unit of value we are building in exchange for somebody's email address. And then finally, on Friday, we're going to be finishing up the week with what the visitor sees first which is the landing page, the lead capture page. And as I just described, we can't design this lead capture page unless we know what the rest of the system is afterwards. And that's why we're finishing with it. Um, so again, very quickly, Tuesday will be the nurture emails. Wednesday will be the sales emails. Thursday will be the lead magnet. And Friday will be the lead capture page. 
Absolutely. So tune in tomorrow where we'll be covering nurture emails. And just think about this as working from the back uh, with the end in mind and then building it out. So it's a reverse thought process in order to achieve this uh, with a bit of jiggling pokery when it comes to swapping out the nurture emails and the sales emails. And that will all make sense this week. There's a reason for that, which we'll talk about specifically tomorrow. Yeah, so you'll find out tomorrow. So join us back on tomorrow's show and throughout the week, because ultimately at the end of the week, you're going to be left with an email marketing system that you can use. And that's very different to an email marketing campaign that you can use. And that's very different to an email marketing or an email sale, uh, a sales email that you can use. It's all very, very different. So we, we always like to focus on the system first because then all of these components can be tweaked within this. But the whole principle of this week is to take a lead, which is cold, warm them up and get them hot to a point where they're comfortable to purchase. So that's the focus of this week and then leave you with a marketing system that you can then replicate within your own business. Final few notes. Remember, if you've got any burning question with what we're covering this week or even what we've covered today, then come and join myself and Carl in the Slack group. That's completely free. So that's number one. Number two is remember there's a new showtime now. It's 9 a.m., which I'm slowly going to adjust to. I'm not an early morning person, but it's a 9 a.m. And you can probably tell that by my flow and the way I've just not been clearing my sentences today. But that should hopefully improve. You, you know, most people start work at nine. Yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> Because we own our own business, like the idea of starting to work or do anything at nine, it's like, wow, that's... <laughs> I know. No and, it, and I've been there, I used to do it at 5 a.m. So that that's um, the, the, the update. That's important update to know. Number two is subscribe and follow the show. That way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're looking for the show notes, important links or a transcript of what myself and Kyle are talking about for an easy, quick guide, head to the show notes at bbo.show. That's all you have to type in and then the website shall appear. So that's it for myself and Kyle. We shall see you tomorrow. 